from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones this hour. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. He is the host of the Ken Coleman Show, number one best-selling author of the book Paycheck to Purpose. Helps with your career, your work goals. And we'll talk about that as a part of the program always. Open phones here, 888-825-5225. Evan in Houston starts this hour. Hi, Evan. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you gentlemen doing today? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? Awesome. Yeah, I have a, I have a quick question. So I essentially have 26000 and between credit card and student loan debt. Um, so my question is, should I temporarily pause on my 401k contributions to pay down that debt, punch it in the face? Um, I've, I've gotten about a hundred thousand dollars in my 401k right now after only about five years of contributing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that comes from, I was contributing 13% of my salary and 11% of my bonus payouts. Um, I get some pretty big bonus payouts every now and then. Um, what do you make? Curious your thoughts. Um, but so my wife and I make between, like I said, depending on my bonuses between 130 to 170. Good for you. Okay. Well, if you're uh, wanting to, we believe around here, and we've proven that belief to be true, that your number one wealth building tool is your income. What follows that means that getting out of debt is a key to building wealth because you're not giving all your money to somebody else in the form of payments, right? And that's kind of what you woke up and realized the other day. And you said, I need to get rid of this debt. Now, how do I best do that? Now, what we have figured out is personal finance is about 80% behavior and only about 20% head knowledge. So the biggest and most important thing you can do to get out of debt is get so pissed off that nothing else matters until you get the debt cleared. You got to get really mad at debt and be done with it. You get the cards out and have a plastic surgery party. We're only using debit cards. We're not going out to eat. We're not going on vacation. We're going to stop everything. We're going to clean up this freaking mess. We make too much money to have all this debt. This is dumb. I'm stopping this. And that's the talk in your head. You follow me? That's the talk that's been in my head for a little while now. Yeah. <laughs> so in the name of that, temporarily stopping your 401k contributions, regardless of how much money you have in there, regardless of your age, temporarily stopping in the name of total focus, because total focus matters when you're trying to hit a big goal. In the name of total focus, we're going to temporarily stop your 401k. It's mathematically incorrect on the short term. On the long term, once you clear the debt, and you stay out of debt for the rest of your life because you understand the power of focus. Now, mathematics start to work for you then, and what little you lose in match or what little you lose in compound interest or opportunity cost on the money will come back roaring back in your future decades. And so you're going to be, you know, you're going to be retiring of what we call a baby steps millionaire following the baby steps. And baby step two is we attack the debts smallest to largest pay minimum payments on everything but the little one. Yeah, it works every time, every time, Evan. And it seems like he's got the voice in his head that he needs to have. And I would be, beyond pausing the 401k, I'd be making extra money. If you have some skills that you can get in the gig economy or the freelance economy, you can make a lot of extra money in a lot of different ways in this economy right now. We still have a white, hot job market. And don't ever forget, beyond the sacrifices and pausing the 401k, bringing more income in, is also a way to fast forward this process. Yeah. 
and it's just it's but you sit down with your spouse and agree that we're going to sacrifice we're going to live like no one else so that later we can live and give like no one else because with no payments man you can build wealth for sure melanie is with us in phoenix hi melanie welcome to the ramsey show hi dave and ken it's an honor to talk to you both today you too what's up so my husband and i are in baby steps four and six i'm a nurse and he's a teacher and we're wondering if we should sell our house and use the money for me to go back to school to become a certified registered nurse anesthetist. And we want to move to New Mexico um, because it's one of the cheaper programs and it has a really cheap cost of living there. So yeah, we want your advice on how to go about this. How much would you make on your house? We probably net about a hundred. What's your husband do? You said he's what? A teacher. Teacher. He's a teacher. Mm -hmm. So he would go to New Mexico and teach there. Yes. To to live this goal. Okay. And you can go to school there for nurse anesthetists for what kind of money? Uh, The tuition would be about ninety k plus, you know, books and fees. How old are you guys? Uh, I'm thirty five. He's thirty four. Okay. Absolutely, I would do this. Mm, Yep, I would too. No brainer. I absolutely would do this. It's a great move because you have thought through all the all the pitfalls and traps of a decision like this, and you closed every one of the doors in in just how you presented it to us. I mean, here's the thing: I'm going to go to the most inexpensive school. I'm going to get a degree that pays where you'll just be stacking cash. I mean, we're talking about three hundred, three fifty a year you're making, and you're going to spend ninety bucks, ninety grand to go do that. And we got to move. To the place where the cheap school is anyway so while we're at it let's sell the house use the money to pay cash for that thing and then we can buy anything we want to buy later yeah ding ding i'm doing this awesome i think you i think that yeah. was very good critical thinking skills on your own part what's your husband's is he excited about this too oh yeah we he's uh he's yeah over the moon we have family there actually his family is there so we'd be oh wow it's even family. better yeah are you over the moon, or are you just pretty chill in the way you show it? No, I'm excited. Okay, good. I'm, All right. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready for this. Because I heard so. that pause when, when we said that, but let me tell you something. This is a brilliant move, and you have a lot of freedom after the fact. Even if, and again, you got family there, but making this move also allows you to decide to move anywhere you want to down the line. And, and so this and is Melanie, beautiful. I'll be honest. It says on my screen, should we sell our house so I can go back to school? When I read that, the first thing that went my, through my head is she's going to go get a degree in left-handed puppetry, and I'm going to have to tell her not to do this. And, I, I, and I'm so happy the call went another direction. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm so yeah, happy that yeah, what Austin just, typed on the screen was just a glimmer, a glimpse into how brilliant yes, you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just needed your seal of approval. That was really uh, You don't need my seal yeah, of approval. I agree. But I'll give it. I'm, I mean, I if I were in your shoes, I would do this. I love the degree field you're going mm-hmm. into. I love the way you're going about getting the education, the least expensive way to go get the thing. Because I got to tell you, we've been in situations many times mm-hmm. where there's a nurse anesthetist in the room, generally when babies were being delivered and things like that. Not one time did I ask any of them where they went to school. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not once yeah. did we go, wait a minute, it's wait true. a minute. Where's your degree from? Mm-hmm. How much did you pay for that degree? Not once did we ask this question. 
All we asked was, do you know how to do an epidural? You know, I mean, that's it. That's the whole thing, baby. You know, oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. Very cool. That's neat. Yeah. Brilliant move. Good, good, good. I like somebody's got the education thing figured out. Education is not what matters. Knowledge is what matters. Knowledge is the currency of the marketplace. Go get knowledge. That's what you need. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thanks for joining us. The Ramsey Show Question of the Day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Neighborly is the place to find reliable help for your home from trusted locally owned businesses like Mr. Appliance, Mr. Handyman, and Precision Garage Door Service. Great company. Visit neighborly.com. Good folks to find home experts available to serve you. Today's question comes from Nathan in Virginia. I have a potential job opportunity, but feel guilty going for something else. I used to be a teacher, but tried my hand at carpentry a few years back. I love the job and my company, but every employee is vastly underpaid. Even with raises, the prospects are not great. I've been approached about another opportunity, but feel guilty leaving. This small company has a family feel and taught me everything I know. Plus, I have become their only skilled painter, so I would be leaving them kind of high and dry. What should I do? Well, the first thing is is to reframe the feelings that you're feeling. You're a good guy, Nathan, because only good people ask a question like this this way. First and foremost, reframing it means, are you doing something illegal by leaving this small family company? The answer is no. Are you doing something unethical? Not if you leave the right way. So we're not having anything to feel guilty about. What you're feeling is a sense of, will they speak poorly about me when I leave? Because it is a small company and they do count on me and they have taught me a lot. I think you feel some loyalty with a sense of sadness. And then I think ultimately you're afraid of what they're going to say about you. And that's what's concocting these feelings. So there's nothing to feel guilty about because you're not doing anything wrong for considering. And if you were to leave, you're not doing anything wrong. So in this situation, if there's a lid on you and you have another opportunity to grow your finances because it's a bigger company and they're offering better pay, go do it. Leave with class. Leave the way you would want someone to leave you. That would be my advice. And if you do that, there should be no guilt. Nathan, the quality of the people you work for will be revealed on how they act when you leave. So I had a young man when the internet, there was this new thing called the internet (laughs) that started up several years ago. And I had a young man that learned um, uh, the coding skills. He self-taught himself one of the codes that's not used anymore, but one of the languages, but it was big back then when the internet was brand new called Cold Fusion. And um, he built our first little website and uh, said, you know, Dave, we could sell stuff on this thing called the internet. And I just laughed. I thought that'll be the day. And um, 
it shows what I know. But um, so he did, and he was actually had another job working for us. But I, he did that, and and so he was our he was our internet guy. He was the only guy that nobody could spell cold fusion but him. And <laughs> and then he goes, you know, we could get a little bit better at this. He said, if I went to uh, went to a class over in Oklahoma, you know, it's forty five hundred dollars. If I go over there. I could really make this thing make some money. I can show you how to do this. And I went, well, all right, let's do it. Because it's starting to work. We're starting to make a little money on it. I mean, this was dial-up. You know, you remember? You know, that was the internet, right? We need that sound effect, James. Yeah. So um, anyway, I sent him to Oklahoma City. He spent $4,500. And back then, $4,500 was a lot of money for us. We were a little bitty company. And he had a daughter that had a, a, a... four-year-old daughter had a medical condition and it was expensive to take care of her and he came back and he's working on it and two weeks later he came in he goes i got a real problem dave and i'm like what's the problem he goes well you know i was paying him i think forty thousand bucks a year or something and um he goes this company offered me a hundred and forty thousand dollars wow to come to work for him since i know cold fusion and i went wow that's cool and he goes, yeah, but you just paid $4,500 for me to go do this, and that's why I got the opportunity. He goes, it's not right for me to leave. I said, son, you have a daughter as a medical condition. Somebody just offered you way more money than I can pay you or will pay you even if I could. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to help you pack your desk. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. And he went, I mean, this was an upturn in the old sure. days when the internet was taking off and everybody, suddenly a code guy, a person that could do code was very valuable. And, and, uh, so it's like, I, I, I mean, I love that guy. I want his little kid to be taken care of and he can make a hundred thousand dollars more than I could pay him or was paying him. Yes. He should take that job. And so that's how those people should act when you come in and quit. Yeah, that's exactly right. Not, oh, you're my only guy, and I just spent $4,000 on you, and oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, right. You can't do that. That's, That's true. just called low class, I mean. And by the way, uh, while they will be probably disappointed, uh, and it will be inconvenient, you are replaceable. I have found that to be true about everybody. And so they, they'll it's find really another. It's sad how quickly it we're is. all replaceable. It's so true, isn't it? Uh, I mean, they're gone 10 minutes. You're going, I forgot they were here. Right. Yeah. All of us. They'll uh, survive. And they took, they take me off a radio station, in some city and 10, <laughs> 10 minutes later, nobody remembers it. You know, I was like, I guess I wasn't memorable. No, it's just the way people go on. They go on with their own lives. Hello. Yep. yep. It's the way it works. Jacqueline's with us in Orlando. Hi, Jacqueline. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, so I am currently working full time with my husband. And I am looking to go part-time uh, for personal reasons. I have two little ones, and um, they are in different therapies, medical reasoning. So I want to be able to be a more active mom and take them to their therapy sessions. But we've been in a lot of debt, and we've been working the baby steps getting out, and we still have 90000 to go, and my entire paycheck goes to those debts, and I'm just kind of confused and scared that we'll go back to where we were before if i do go part-time have the kiddos been going to therapy pre uh, prior to this phone call like they're going now or is this going to be a new rhythm uh, my daughter's been going but my son is going to be starting up who's been taking your daughter um i have been 
So your employer allows you that flexibility? They did, but now that's going to change. Hmm. Why is it changing? Uh, new management. Mm. My old boss is no longer my boss. Mm. Okay. What kind of therapy are they doing, hon? Um, multiple. Uh, physical for my son, physical for my daughter, speech, and occupational for her as well. Okay. All right. Um, what does your husband make? Um, his take-home right now is 60. And what's yours? My take-home is 40. And what will you be making when you go part-time? Uh, 20. And what do you do? Customer service. What else could you do that would make more part-time working from home? Um, I've looked at working from home part-time. There isn't much out there, but I have oh, thought about Oh, there's a getting... lot out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I the have world is full of the it. Holidays. Right. Since the holidays are coming just to get a job at, like, a store. No, no, no. Listen, I, 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 you got to take care of your babies and you're doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to accept half the pay because you're not doing something that is like something I trained for my whole life. And now I'm going to walk away from it or something like that. Um, you're, you're doing a job that is, you can definitely pick up some, all kinds of hours and do things from home and work around the therapy schedules and work around the time with the kids. That's right. Yeah. So I, I don't think you have to, I think you guys can make it on 80. Okay. And you, and you'll mm-hmm. eventually wander your way out of debt. And if it slows down you getting out of debt, cause you got to take care of babies, then you got to take care of babies. That's just the way life is, but you don't have to go all the way to the, you don't have to just keep the same job at half. I, I would look for something where I can make 30, just for the fun of it. Just let's upgrade this. You might make 40 part-time yeah. by messing around with it. Well, this is a season, so Jacqueline, I'd be looking at changing your hours. Customer service reps are very valuable. If you can work evenings, even from home, and you're still there. When the uh, kids are in bed. Yeah. And you and your husband need to sit down and figure out schedules so that you have the daytime to take the kiddos to the appointments, but you can work at nighttime. This is for a season. This is Gazelle to get out of that 90000 Then we can reset. It's not forever. It's just a, it's what are we going to do right now while the kids are in therapy and we're trying to clear this debt? Um, because working at this other job's not going to work out. The current thing's not going to work. Yeah. I agree with you that you got to change it. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make health care more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Hey, guys, if uh, you want to help us out, we would appreciate it. You can do that a couple of ways. One is you can click follow or subscribe on your podcast, your YouTube channel, whatever it is you're doing. 
follow us, subscribe us, all that kind of stuff. Click the like buttons always, that kind of stuff. Leave a nice five-star review uh, and share the show. That's the important thing. Tell people about where you're listening to it. Some some of the uh, services, depending on the type of podcast or whatever it is, have a share button. Maybe you're watching us on TBN. Tell people that. Uh, that you can see us there. Tell people about your local talk radio station that's carrying us. However it is, share and talk about what's going on over here at Ramsey because there's a lot of positive things happen. A lot of people getting out of debt, changing their lives, getting their career straightened out, getting their mental health lined up. It's pretty amazing. And we are uh, seeing a pretty sizable increase in the number of you that are there in the particular different on the different on the different platforms and thank you for that thanks for sharing and thanks for telling people about it uh for instance this last week we became number 12 out of all apple podcasts there's like four and a half million of them ramsey shows number 12 and that matters here's why it matters the little the little tiles they're in rows of six so that means we're on that second row right there i mean number 13 you don't get anywhere near the visibility 14 but we're way up there at the top, and that's because you guys keep telling people about us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. We appreciate that. Samantha is with us in Long Beach. Hi, Samantha. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi there. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I recently uh, closed on condo my first home purchase in January. And um, just this last month, the HOA board voted to approve a special assessment they're saying it's an emergency special assessment to the tune of thirty-three thousand per unit good lord i know i know and they want it paid um over six months uh payments of 5500 starting on september 1st so i have my emergency fund of about ten thousand i've been working to get it up to 15 for my three to six months um so I'm going to have to use that. I'm, my parents are going to be able to help me. What is the assessment bit. for? So they're saying it's for um, to remove and replace decayed wood surfaces, perform stucco repair. Um, so the exterior the- of the condos looks like crap. Correct. Yeah. And they're saying there's water damage. So and you knew you saw that when you drove up to buy the condo. Correct. Yes. And I, I, re- I reviewed the reserve study and certainly saw that, you know, it, it has zero years life left. So I was expecting some kind of assessment, but nowhere in the reserve assessment does it say anything near this amount. Um, so they're basically saying the reserve, es- the reserve study is wrong. Um, you know, construction costs are way up, labor costs are way up. Um, but this amount really, it, there's 46 units. They're saying it's 1.5 million to do all the work. Um, so the amount itself, I was expecting maybe 20. Like I could. So you anticipated something, but you just not this much. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now, what's your question? My question is: Should I? I. Sh- I guess. Should I plan when I build back up my emergency fund? Should I plan to have a little extra because there's also the roof that's going to need to get done, and they just don't collect enough. They don't accrue enough fees, really HOA fees, to adequately fund the t- deterioration cost each year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if I should if I should pad my emergency fund more because of this. No, what do you make? I make about one fifty-five after my bonus each year. No, I, I tell you what I would do though. I'd get involved in the HOA board um, mm-hmm. enough that you get some people fired 
and some different people serving that actually and, and change the fee structure. Because right. like you said, they're not collecting enough to do their sinking funds for their deteriorating asset. And that should be part of a standard HOA fee. Right. And they're saying that they want to keep the HOA fees low. Because well, that's just artificial. Value. It's artificial. Yeah. If you're not right. collecting enough to replace the parking lot, you're not collecting enough to replace the roof based on the life it has left, that's called a sinking fund, then the HOA fee being low is artificial because you're going to make it up with lump sum special assessments. There's all, you're going to live from emergency to emergency. This horrible management. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, they need to be fired. You probably ought to get a professional condo association management company to oversee the board. They they do have one. Oh, they and suck. They're the ones. Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay, all right. So yeah, they need to get fired, and you need to get some new people on the board because you got to you need to establish the fee structure that takes care of the property. Uh, individual homeowners have to do the same thing. I own a house. If the if I know I've got a roof coming up in five years, I need to be setting money aside for a roof in five years. It doesn't need to, like, surprise, the roof suddenly deteriorates. No, it doesn't. It doesn't suddenly deteriorate. It deteriorates over decade. That's why they need to be fired. They didn't plan well for this. Well, they didn't plan at all. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Poor. Can I, I do have a question, I don't because you're in real estate. Can they, are they the supreme authority? The association says, this is what you have to do. Is there yep. any, no fight back on that? Yeah. Mo- most condo associations, and for that matter, regular HOAs have the ability to do special assessments to cover, okay. to cover, uh, you know, dilapidated mess that right. they hadn't kept up the maintenance on. Yikes. But that's the problem with living in a situation like that. Yet one more reason why I freaking hate HOAs. Have I ever mentioned that before? I hate them. <laughs> Complete pain in the butt. All right. Uh, Raymond is with us in Chicago. Hi, Raymond. How are you? I'm great, Dave. I'm really happy to be here with you guys. Thank you, you too. So much. How can we help? Well, I'm uh, uh, help, helping someone. I'm trying to find out something about a 401k loan. I know they are like, should not ever be done. And unfortunately, when I went looking for uh, information with you all. I found all sorts of reasons why you shouldn't do it. But what about us dummies who make the mistake and do that? And when you do the debt snowball, I know you're supposed to list things from smallest to largest. I'm, I've been trying to help as many people as I can because it's worked for us. But what I'm trying to find out is the uh, 401k that seems to have tax ramifications and more risk even if it's not an IRS problem, I know we're supposed There's to There's no tax IRS ramifications whatsoever paying off a 401k loan. Oh, but isn't there a risk if they lose their job that they they have to... There's tax ramifications the and there's IRS problems and fees if you have a loan outstanding, but paying it off right. doesn't cause tax No, 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 that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. You need, there's a lot of reasons to pay it off. When you leave your company because you died because you got a better job or because you got fired, you will leave your right. company. When you leave your company, uh, your loan is called due in full, and you have to repay it all in 60 days, or it's considered an early withdrawal with 10% penalty in your tax rate on it. So, right. yeah, that's one so of the reasons it my, sucks. My question is, should it be paid off earlier or at least be partially paid off earlier? No, than the you can't partially pay them off. You can only pay them monthly or all at once. So oh, even really? when you get to it in the debt snowball, you can't incrementally add 
you have to pile up cash and savings and then knock it out in one hit. Huh, because that's interesting because the workplace says that they can keep paying it off, and they, they actually have been... Uh, pay it off. You can pay it off. You have your regular off. monthly payment, but you can't double your monthly payments. Huh. I'm not, I've not ever okay. seen one that allows you to pay extra on it. You can pay it all at once, but um, I've never seen one that allows you to pay extra on it. So, um, so folks, uh, what, what Rem is pointing out is never borrow on your 401k loan. If you do have one, put it in the debt snowball where it goes. And when you get to it, you're probably, unless Raymond found an unusual thing, he might have, I don't know. But most of the time, you can say, and I think almost all the time, you're going to find a 401k once you pay it off in a lump sum. So you got $10,000, you're not going to pay $1,000 a month. You're going to pile up $1,000 a month for 10 months, and you're going to write one check, do away with the 401k loan. But yeah, you need to get rid of it wherever it falls in the debt snowball. And uh, dumb, dumb loans, really dumb loans. They're all dumb loans, but that one's a dumb loan. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz. And Jade Warshaw. So in my family, we've learned how to make everyday moments a priority, like Saturday sports games, recitals, vacations, and family reunions. Yes, and with kids, it is never too early to start planning for those big moments as well, like saving for college. Yeah, Jade, we both know that in between all the everyday moments and the big moments, life still happens. Uh, My car will still need repairs. Your kids will break something in the house, and we might spend more than we'd like to to replace the roof at some point. But for every single one of those moments, putting them in the budget is key to building the life we want for ourselves and our families. Yes, that's why we use Every Dollar. It's the simple budgeting app that helps anyone plan for their month. They can track their spending. They can save for things that matter most, the big moments and those everyday moments. You can download the app or check the show notes for the link and create your free account today. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Susan's in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Hi, Susan. How are you? I'm well. Yourself? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, I'm calling to find... Well, thank you for what you're doing, for sharing some time with me, first off. Our but pleasure. I wanted to know... Thank you. Um, should I pay off my truck? Yes. Um I guess without <laughs> anything else. Well, I, I tell you, it's um, my husband passed uh, last June. I'm sorry. And, uh, what happened? Thank you. Um, well, I'll tell you, he was sick for a while, and then they put him uh, in a nursing home for rehab, mm-hmm. and uh, he got COVID. Oh, no. And uh, I got it from him. I made it, but he didn't. So mm. that's pretty much that. How long were you all married, huh? Uh, 32 years. We've been best friends since 1977. (laughs) Wow. Man. How old are you? Long time. I'll be 65 uh, next month, the first day of next month. I'm so sorry. Sorry you're going through this. What what do you owe on your truck? Uh, 28,000. We were lucky to get a truck. It it was very strange auto shopping last year. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, used cars cost what a new car maybe does now i don't mm-hmm. know well ours didn't they were biting the dust so <laughs> so um you have any money well uh yeah uh, i was caregiver for my mother also and she left me her, her home and uh 
I, I left. I was in Phoenix, and I I didn't want to be there anymore, and I didn't have any family there, so I moved to Arkansas. I sold that home, um, moved uh, here, and paid cash for my home. Good. I have um, twenty nine thousand in checking, eleven thousand in savings, and forty thousand. Uh, it's through Edward Jones and Money Market and CDs. Mm-hmm. And uh, my income is my husband's uh, social security because I had quit work and, you know, to mm-hmm. care give for them. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, about 28, seven a year. If you don't have the car payment, can you live on the social security? Uh, probably better than if I didn't have the car payment. That's what I say. If you didn't have the car payment, can you make oh. the budget work on the social security? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to for, a, for at least for a while. I, I want to go to work, but, but, uh, I had to put certain things off for myself, you know, to take care of them. And mm-hmm. so I've got to have hand surgery on, on each hand. But after that, I'm hoping to get back out in the workplace. If somebody, I have me, I've been out of it for a while. <laughs> I guarantee you. Somebody <laughs> yes, will they will. Yes, they will. Guarantee you. They will. You're a jewel. Um, the, Okay, so what I want to do is I want to take the money that you have between Edward Jones checking and savings, and I want to set it aside. Your checking doesn't need that much money in it, okay? We want to set the money over it. Let's have an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. So you need an emergency fund equal to about what your savings is, about eleven oh, okay. about eleven or $12,000. That will cover you for three to six months, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. I wouldn't mind if it's fifteen thousand. Okay, but somewhere around mm-hmm. there, and uh, that leaves you the Edward Jones and the checking, and you got a twenty-eight thousand dollar loan and a twenty-nine thousand in checking. So I just write a check, and pay off the truck today. Really? I would. Oh, that panics me, but I I trust you. <laughs> well, you either need to do that or you need to sell the truck because this twenty-eight thousand dollar loan is destabilizing your finances. Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm, I was looking at that last night, and I just thought, oh, my goodness. And the truck, you know, well, you overpay for anything you buy anymore. But this is well, a If you don't want it and you want to sell it and move down, that's okay, too. Well, I, I don't think I could. I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> what I owe, for sure. I don't well, I mean, think you, you might have to write a little bit of a here. check, but, I mean, you could end up with a $10,000 less vehicle down in the oh, 15,000 yeah. range. And, uh, you know, I, it's possible you could move down. And if you want a little less, it's, it's a lot of truck. It's a lot, it's a pretty expensive vehicle for your situation, but if you're going to keep it, you need to pay it off today. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're right. Bad gas mileage and, and everything. So, well, it, you know, you keep talking about how it's, it, you know, if I were in your shoes, I'd probably look, start looking and, and do a little planning and sell it and get something that you actually want that has good gas mm-hmm. mileage and is reliable in the 15, dollars $15,000 range in your situation. I think that's going to be a lot better vehicle. I think you all overbought on vehicle. There's a lot of emotion at the time you bought for everybody. And I think you paid too much. So I probably would move down, but if you're going to keep it, you need to pay it off today. And um, so it won't hurt to pay it off today and then sell it too. That's okay too. And trade, trade down and, you know, get you in a $10,000, vehicle, something reliable. The gas mileage is good that you're comfortable with in your situation as a 66 year old lady that's by yourself right now. So hey, you've been through a tough time. I'm sorry, kiddo. 
we're here to help you though if you need anything you call us anytime we're, we will help you any way we can it's it's what we do here so wow that's tough yeah and i, I agree with you on just downsizing she doesn't need a truck for any reason if it were my mom i'm sitting here thinking let's get her a nice sedan get her a nice toyota honda some kind of reliable sedan that's got low miles very good gas mileage and as she begins to re-enter life that's all she needs a dependable nice little sedan that gets her from point a to point b yeah and you can get a lot of car for 12 14 thousand bucks yeah for half of what she's got this that's right yeah yeah exactly something to think about there something to think about but either way uh that truck payment's gonna be gone either way open phones at 888-825-5225 leah's in charlottesville virginia hi leah how are you hi dave how are you better than i deserve what's up so i have been wanting to ask you this question for like weeks um i got an erc payment um i'm a business owner and i got ppp and like i i I did my business the way I was supposed to, and then, well, not really the way I was supposed to, but I did it, and then COVID happened, and then I got all these all this money, and I survived, and now I have this, I had this big lump sum of money that I, I don't have employees anymore, so I paid off like $20,000 worth of debt, and I have like probably $40,000 worth of debt left, but I have... $25,000 in cash, and I'm worried that Did if you I meet the guidelines the ER- of the PPP and the ERC to not have to give it back? I did. I, I did. Okay, um, then I it's do. your money. I did. It's clear. So, so if I use this $25,000 to pay the rest of my debt, mm-hmm. then I'm not not necessarily debt-free, but I'm, I still have my... The only thing I would have is my car. I have a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I did a lot of things. I, I moved back home with my, to my, to my mom's house and my house is now a rental. So, um, I have well, if house, you met the guideline, I, if you met the guidelines that they put on that program, then the money's clear. If you didn't meet the guidelines, they're going to ask for it back. Right. I have an accountant. He's great. And I, I'm just worried that I'm going to, they're going to be like, Hey, and I pay my student loans. <clears throat> so I have nothing. I have no, none of that. I just have like, um, a couple credit cards and like, my You're afraid car. they're going to say, hey, what? You owe this money. If you met the guidelines, yeah. they're not going to say that. If you trust, if your accountant has walked you through the points that you have to meet, on the, there's about six different offerings, and I don't know which one you got, but um, it was all screwed up, and we were yelling at people not to take that money. But you took it, and if you met the guidelines, I'm not mad at you for it. Um, just make sure you met the guidelines and that, that way this thing that's spooking you in the back of your mind, it sounds like you think you haven't met them. And so you need to be very sure that you have and very sure they're not going to ask for the money back. And if not, they're not, they're not going to just change it now. Um, you know, there was a lot of electricity in the air back in those days, uh, to say the least, but, um, yeah, it's, we've not, we've not seen any of our customers, any of the people we're dealing with where they've gotten into trouble and um, the government has gone in and changed the rules after the fact on that particular program. So, again, go over it again with your accountant and make sure, and then you're clear. This is The Ramsey Show.
Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.